it's actually happening now. This moment is the moment that it's happening. If you are here in this moment, it is happening. (laughs) It is here. Natalie, I am dying for you to set the scene of where you are to our listeners. Oh, it's so, well, what I love about our podcast is it's kind of like where in the world is Kristen and Natalie? Yes. Um, So this time uh, we're in new exotic locations. Kristen is in her apartment, which is kind of like a foreign country because I have not seen Kristen in her apartment in what feels like millennia. Yes. Because she's been traveling so much. It's like I'm getting to meet an old friend again. Like, oh, hello. I love you so much. I'm so glad you're here. Um, and I feel that way with my neighborhood, too. Oh, hi, neighborhood. Yes. You're adorable. Yes. Oh, don't you love it when you've been away and then you go and you see your dry cleaners again and you see these like li- little things that you missed, these you you know, see- little people, these little shops. <gasps> the my coffee Joe's shop. Coffee. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh. That makes me jealous only because of the coffee that I'm drinking right now. <laughs> and Natalie, you are in Vermont. I am. I am in the most gorgeous little chalet in Vermont. Uh, I'm here for an amazing film festival called the ITV Fest. And a, a movie that I produced and starred in is an official selection of this film festival. So I'm here all week. Um, meeting some fun people and having a great time and wearing fancy outfits. It's amazing. Well, it's so funny. Natalie texted me last night and she's like, I do not have strong Wi-Fi where, and, and, you know, in the, but I'm the hotel or chalet, wherever you are that you're staying. And so she went to this cafe this morning <laughs> so that she could have Wi-Fi. So if you hear people in the background having breakfast, it's because they are. There's a cute continental... I mean, it's kind of like these baby bagels. There's some uh, little pastries that someone's mom made. There's some orange juice. There's some yogurt. And there's big crafts of coffee. And people just keep coming in in streams and living their best life because it's free breakfast. So uh, if you hear uh, commotion, or there's many people at this beautiful chalet in Vermont that are about to get a spiritual podcast that don't even know it. <laughs> get ready. You didn't know what you signed up for when you woke up this morning. And now here it comes. Yes. So that's where we are. And it's very exciting. And we're in the middle of our series of audience requests. And so we are continuing with um, one beautiful email that we received. And we are on part three of her email. There are four parts total. And we can't wait to dive into this one because this one feels really relevant to our lives personally right now. Everything always feels relevant, but this one's really uh, hitting home. So I'm really excited to dive into this one today. Yeah. And it's like, if it's feeling relevant to us, then you know, because all things are all things, it's feeling relevant to everyone who's listening. Right. The more personal, the more universal. So our listener asks, this is, you know, part three of her email. um, How can I cultivate the bravery and faith that this new chapter will not be a repeat of the one before? And how can I create the divine, exciting, abundant, and beautiful life I know that I am meant to live in terms of romantic relationships and career development? I mean, that's a question. That's an answer that we all want. <laughs> yes, if we, if we had that answer. Um, but we do have insights around that. So one thing that stuck out to me was when she was saying this new chapter. 
So I do think that many of us are feeling like the, the tides are turning. Now, it does feel like this with the seasons. We're moving into autumn. We're moving into winter. We're moving into an, the end of a year and the beginning of a new year. Um, there's always that back to school feeling at this time for many of us in North America because we grew up in the school system. So there's this feeling of the next year, the next level, the next grade. There's this feeling of almost gearing up our energy for something new beginning. And I know that also in the world, what's going on is it does feel like there's a call for tremendous change. There's a call for the way things have currently been operating. There's a call for a shift. We're coming up on even midterm elections and there's a lot of energy around that on all sides of the equation of people saying, what change do I want or what do I want to stand for? What do I want to see? So it feels like it's trickling down from a lot of different places and then it reaches us all personally and then we get to look into our own lives and say, where am I closing a book or opening a new chapter in my life? And all of us, when we go through transitions, there's a natural fear because change is exactly what creates fear and trauma for the ego. So whenever there is change, even if it's a positive change, there's always going to bring up in us this sense of, of fear, of chaos, of maybe not doing it right. And so how can we move through these new chapters with grace, with ease, with integrity, with bravery, with faith, with all of these things, and know that these changes are for our highest good? That's, I think, where many of us get stuck in maybe postponing change or not feeling ready to make change because we're not sure we can execute the change well. But change is the only constant in life. That's the irony. So change isn't something that we do. It's actually just something that we get out of the way and allow. And so as we have this conversation, for me, I think it's coming from a place of don't think about what you have to do to make this transition feel good or better or different. Think about who you get to be and what you get to allow that's never come through before so that a new paradigm, new patterns, a new way of being can be created through you. But it's not that you have to do a lot of the heavy lifting necessarily. It's almost like once you've made the decision or taken the action for the change to occur, now you allow for the change. I love everything that you just said. And what especially resonated for me is this idea that change isn't anything that you have to do. It is something that you allow. It's already happening. Mm -hmm. I think it's hilarious that we think we are the doers. <laughs> right. Life is doing something through us. It is having this energy that is moving through our bodies. I think last podcast, I talked about meeting with this very famous female lighting designer. who She's like a legend in the biz. And I remember it was like, as I was leaving, somehow she mentioned in her career, it's like something was doing it through me all along. And I was like, yes. Mm. Like when I look back at my career and see myself in my 20s, sometimes I think, where did that girl get the balls to do it? 
but I actually realized there was a spirit that was animating my body that was doing something through me. In fact, the best things in my life I've ever done wasn't me, but I got clear enough to allow something to move through. Yes. And what I was thinking about this morning as I was walking home from my spin class, and I was so sad you weren't there with me. Uh, I was thinking, what has allowed me to get clear enough to allow something to move through me has always been love. Yes. Love creates the space because our heart is so open that allows something to move through us. And I think what, when we talk about change, it's, can I get clear enough to allow what is happening to come through me? And the, the visual that comes in is this idea of a big blackboard. And can we erase all previous thought forms of how it's been? Because we're not going to get how it's been. We're going to get something new that has never happened before. It's never going to happen before on this planet. Exactly. So so often, bravery is, can I be courageous enough not to cling to old thought forms, old ideas of how it has been, or conditioning that I use to protect myself from what this next thing might be? Exactly. Oh, I love that. That that's exactly I think how it occurs is that we want to enter a new chapter. We want to be different than we've been. We don't want to repeat the same things. We don't want to have the same things occur. How do we make it that those same things don't occur? We don't try to control using the mechanisms that we know because the mechanisms that we know is what created what has been. We have to surrender to the unknown. We have to surrender to what has not been yet. We have to surrender to uh, what new possibility exists, which means we cannot control any part of the process because any way we try to control it will be from the encyclopedia of our mind saying, Based on what I know from your past, this is the best way to do this. But you don't want that result. So why would you use that encyclopedia? It's like, it's like saying every time I um, walk into this pizza shop and <laughs> I ask for raspberry jam, they never have it. It's like, well, then you got to stop going to that pizza shop because that is not the place. And, and it takes a certain amount of bravery to meet the moment fresh. It takes huge courage to be a blank slate because we want to guard ourselves. We want to say, oh, I know how this goes. I know how this is going to be. I know how this is going to play out. And it's exactly those thoughts that keep us from transforming into something new. If we truly trust that spirit has our best interests and can't wait to dazzle us with what it does in our life, well, then we could let go. I mean, I always think meditation is amazing because it teaches us how to cultivate not holding on to thought forms, yes, right, but allowing them to pass through. And if I can let go of how I think it should be, I can open up to what is emerging that is already here. There's yes. something that's happening here that is like really gorgeous. I'm, I've been doing a reading this week and I was laughing with my assistant director. I was so proud I did my homework. I was like, <laughs> look at me. I did my staging charts. And she's like, oh, I hate doing staging charts. I'm like, me too. She's like, but why I hate doing them is I want to be uh, present in the moment so I can see what is happening. 
and mm. allow that to inform me. And I'm, I'm like, I know I have the same thing where I just want to be right with my actors and let what they're doing take me to the best staging as yeah. opposed to pre-planning anything. Yeah. Um, and I was saying, you know, I had to pre-plan because of this kind of, we were in such a time crunch that there was like, um, the ability to go off on the wrong path and then come back was not available. Right. And I think that often when, especially when we talk about career and romantic relationships, because we have ideas of how it has been, we have the tendency to project those on what is occurring, right? In relationships, I never get listened to. So this idea of never getting listened to is something that we then play out on our partner without even realizing that we're holding on to that thought form. And so I think one of the ways that we can allow ourselves to walk into a, a beautiful future is just to notice when we watch those old patterns of thought reoccurring, because then we can be like, oh, I may be projecting this on this moment because it's what I know. We, yes. can, we can do the same things in, 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 um, in career. I've, I've talked to you a lot about my own process of just seeing my producers, like any person in authority as someone who's really there to collaborate with me and not someone I need to please. Yes, absolutely. And I think that that's where our, I mean, the, the beautiful lady who wrote us this email, I mean, she's so wise, but when she says, how can I cultivate the bravery and the faith? She's already answering her own question because it's exactly that. It's, it's bravery and faith are the two ingredients and they are linked because in, in order to be brave, you must know that there is a loving force team, a source of love that is on your side and you must have faith in that process. You must have faith in yourself to not control and pre-plan. Most of us spend a lot of our time planning for what could potentially go wrong so that we come up with strategies of how we might deal with said things when they go wrong, but ultimately we're putting energy and attention into the things that we don't want. And then the things that we do want, we haven't put any energy or focus into. You know, that's why you and I always say, create a desire list in the morning or get up in the morning and think about how great your day could go. Because even if you just invest a little bit of time and energy into a lovable day, a lovable future, into how great everything could go, then you're putting your focus, your attention, you're putting your money where you want to return on your investment, as opposed to places that drain you, that deplete you, that don't feel good. But the only reason we're so busy pre-planning or strategizing for what might go wrong is because we're trying to control it is because we don't have faith in ourselves that if something happens, we will be held, we will be supported, or we will be able to handle it. If we truly had the ability to have faith in ourselves that no matter what comes, we got it, or if we don't have it, the person we need will show up, the thing we need, the the money will show up. That's why it's really important to take acts of faith steps in faith because it builds your faith when you say i really want to do this thing but i don't have the money and you take a step in faith towards doing it and then at the last second the money shows up you see and get conscious of the miracle of that and it builds your faith muscle so then the next time you're able to take a bigger step a bigger step a bigger step and that's the process of change the change isn't the outside change the change is the internal change of building your faith because as your faith builds you will be braver to take bigger steps 
they go hand in hand. And it makes yeah. me think about Colleen um, from our Paris retreat. Mm. took a stand in faith that she could uh, have the money for this trip. And not only was she able to raise all the money, but she also got upgraded to first class when she got yes. on the airplane. Yes. To me, that is like the universe going, see how much I got you, baby? Yeah. And what I think is interesting is how when our faith expands, and I also think of faith as intimacy. Yes. with the divine, with the universe, with the source of love, as that relationship really starts to develop, it allows you to take on bigger and big, bigger projects for the planet, as Michael Beckwith says, and to really start digging into your heart. And what is the thing that turns you on the most and that excites you the most and that you really want to do on this planet? You yes. can really start going for the things that ultimately matter that really expand your heart when you have that deep relationship and you're like, Oh, I see. It's like, I see who I'm playing with here. Yes. Who's here with me. I see what's possible. Um, question for you, Miss Natalie Roy. Yes, please. Yes. Um, Speak to me. If any exercises uh, that you would suggest on how to cultivate your own faith and your own bravery, what would you suggest for someone who's who's like, I want to do that, but I don't know how? Well, one thing that I think is really important is, you know, like the silly thing of do do one thing a day that scares you. I, I do think that shaking out of comfort zone is a really good way to cultivate bravery. And I remember you and I uh, tried on this like really silly exercise one time where uh, we would ask people on the subway for a compliment. And do you remember us doing this exercise? Uh-huh. And it was so silly because it was so uncomfortable to sit beside a stranger and say, hi, how was your day? Good. Uh, I'm just wondering, could you give me a compliment? <laughs> the person would always be like, what? And it's like, I, did, I just, just if, if you feel compelled to say anything, and they would be like, oh, you're really friendly or you have a nice smile or whatever. And it, Ultimately, it didn't matter what they said, but then it became this funny conversation starter of like, why do you ask? And it's like, I'm just trying to be brave. I'm trying to put, you know, get out of my comfort zone. I'm trying to do something like that I've never done before. And they're like, wow, that's amazing. Good for you. You know, but it's not really about the thing. It's more about doing the thing that makes you feel so uncomfortable, right? And that thing can look a lot of different ways. But for most of us, because we uh, are uncomfortable in change. We try to build a life where every day is as same as we can make it. And we like going to the same restaurants. We like knowing what we're walking into. We like um, having a same routine. There's something that makes our body just feel in a groove that feels really good. So if you want something that you've never had, then you have to do something you've never done and be who you've never been. So I do think just small acts of bravery can be just anything that says, oh, I'm a little uncomfortable doing this and I'm going to do it. You know, it, it can happen even in silly ways of if, if someone cuts you off in line and, you know, maybe your instinct is to be a little quiet and say, oh, it doesn't matter, whatever. And, you know, maybe for you, what's required is to say, oh, excuse me, I was in line. Right. And, and just like speak up. And so these little things that cause us that inner anxiety, even if you don't take an action to alter it, if you start to notice the places inside of you that get scared, then you're going to know the secret to your bravery is wherever that fear is. 
So wherever that fear is showing up, that's exactly the place that you want to head towards. So for example, I, I tell this story that there was this opera singer who was this very famous opera singer and she was like a rising star and she was going to perform this concert in Germany and she was um, being interviewed by someone before the concert and they said, you know, how do you feel before, or, or they, they, after, they interviewed her after the concert and she said, this is my last concert. And they said, why? Like you have one of those beautiful voices in the world. And she said, well, every time before I sing, uh, my whole body shakes. I feel like I can't breathe. You know, I, I start to lose circulation in my hands and feet. I, I feel so much anxiety. It, I just, I feel all this energy in my body. And so I just think I'm not meant to be a singer because it's it just, it's just too much for my body. And he was saying, you know, that's such a shame because you're such a talented person and, you know, what a shame to lose your talent. So years later, this same journalist was interviewing another singer uh, and um, he said, can you tell me how you've had such a long career in this business? Because this, at this point, this artist had been doing this for like 30 years or something. And this, this artist singer said, oh, well, every time before I'm about to perform, I lose circulation in my hands and feet. My body gets totally overwhelmed. I feel totally anxious. I feel like I can't breathe. And the journalist said, uh, okay. And, and, he, and he said, and that's how I know I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. Whoa. So the fear is the gift. It's just what we choose. You know, it's like that person said that is how I know I'm alive. And Rob Bell talks about this in his book, How to Be Here. It's when you feel that energy, then you're the most alive. When you don't feel that energy, you're moving closer to being a corpse, right? When you feel this heightened energy in your body, that's aliveness. That's humanness. That's, that's you being activated and in touch with what really matters to you. So we want to do our best to not say, how do I avoid those places or make those places feel less? We certainly don't want to put ourselves in unsafe situations, but when we feel the stakes, the energy, the rising uh, fear of the newness or fear of like, I want this so bad, that's not something to run away from. That's something to move towards. So if it's asking someone on the subway for a compliment or if it's speaking up or if it's asking your lover to do something to you in the bedroom that you really desire, but you're scared to ask, you know, any of these kinds of ways that you can just start to say out loud, use your voice with your own expression of your bravery, maybe wearing something you've always wanted to wear, but you thought it was too flashy. You know, it can really manifest in a lot of different ways. Going to a restaurant by yourself without a book, you know, there's, there's so many uh, beautiful ways you can exercise what makes you feel a little bit uncomfortable. And so you can start getting comfortable in the discomfort so that, you will be willing to take on braver and braver ideas. Yeah, that's beautiful. It reminds me of that Pima Sheridan quote that I love, that fear is an indicator of moving closer to your heart. Mm. And I think that that becomes this really fun example of how we can make sure that we are living a fully alive life. So instead of protecting our heart, that we never go to those things that really activate us is if we can become like little detectives of what gets my heart really excited and then makes me feel really scared. Let me just see what happens if I start taking a little step that way this week. And maybe I'll take a little baby step. Maybe I'll take a little bolder step. I remember the first time I ever started doing 
spiritually oriented blogs or videos, uh, my heart would beat so fast in my chest. And I remember like having to pray before I like would hit send or post. And I'd be like, what is that? And I'm like, oh, I'm moving closer to being who I really am. And so my heart is pounding because I'm becoming more authentic. It's like yeah. having that conversation you know, with a romantic partner and you're talking about what really matters. And like, you can, if you know that conversation's coming up, you can like, oh, here it is, here it is. It's like, yep, I'm using you, heart. Thank you for talking to me. Thank you for beating. Because you're saying, you're letting me, you're letting me drive. Yeah. You're me real, authentic truth drive. Yeah. Awesome. awesome. Let's do it. And we have like really funny language even. When you think about physiologically, our heart can't break. That's not what happens to a heart. A bone can break. So what is interesting to me is something that is impenetrable, that's hard, that's coarse, that's firm, that's what breaks. Your heart is not those things. Your heart cannot break. What's interesting when we think about the function of the heart and the body is the heart's job is to circulate fresh, blood into the body. So roughly every three minutes, your heart will take blood, move it through your entire body. The blood goes all the way back to your heart and then new blood gets circulated. So the job of the heart is to constantly change the energy and to constantly move with change and to constantly keep you vital and healthy because it's constantly regenerating, re-nourishing, re-flourishing you with fresh new energy. So if we think my heart can break and so I need to close the energy that's like building a dam on a water that everything is supposed to flow in and out of the heart it's supposed to be open it's supposed to be blood vessels it's supposed to be vessels to carry new things in and out constantly our job isn't just to keep it open, to stay alive and be a human being, it must stay open. So what we want is to say, let me not restrict the flow. If what you want to bring in feels hard and scary, bring it in. Because my heart knows what it needs and what to do with it. My heart knows how to recirculate and transform it, right? It's only when I close myself off from it, when I think I need to protect myself from it, that that's when we start messing with our vital energy. It makes me think of the energy of fear is always retreating. It's moving away. If, if someone came up to you with, with a knife, you would, you, your instinct is to back up. It's to move away from the stimulus that feels scary and bad. But love is the opposite. When you love someone, when you love something, when you love the way food looks or tastes, you want to move closer to it. You want to have more of it. So when the heart stays open, the natural instinct is to keep moving forward. When the heart is closed, we know we're in the energy of fear and the natural instinct is going to move back. So the way you do not repeat old patterns is by not using fear and protection to try to move forward because it's like using something to try to move forward, but the something is pulling you back. You use the energy of love which is always about propelling, it is always about forward action, always about forward movement to create what's never been created before because there's nothing to be protected from because you have faith that where you are walking, you will be held or you will be able to hold yourself. That's exactly right. There's something Aubrey Marcus says that I love, which is your heart is like a diamond in a world full of pillows. 
Oh, that's lovely. Isn't that beautiful? And we have this idea that our heart can get broken, but it's not true. The only thing that can get broken or or hurt is our ego, right? It's our idea of self-concept. We have this heart and it is our power center. So the more that we keep it open, actually the more powerful we become. And it allows us to access the energy of the divine in everything that we do. So part of bravery is being willing to live with that open heart and to follow those things that turn you on, make you excited, fill you with life, because that's all any of us want. We want a life where we feel alive, we feel passionate, we move from our heart, we desire that. And we have to get rid of this idea that we have to protect ourselves. Because if we keep moving in life like we need to protect ourselves, we cut ourselves off from the very thing we want, which is to feel alive and passionate in the world. Now, I wanted to hit up the second part of this question, which says, how can I create the divine, exciting, abundant, and beautiful life I know that I am meant to live in terms of romantic relationships and career development? And I think we're hitting it as we talk about moving from the heart center. Yeah. And I also want to just add to the conversation the energetic part of creation that as a creator, our job is to take energy and turn it into form mm-hmm. and not the other way around. Mm. Not, not oh, to, beautiful. Right. And, and not to look at form and try to, to reshape it, to make it malleable um, and, and uh, respond to form. Right? Right, right. And so often we, we start our day and we interact with the world responding to form yeah. as opposed to getting dictation from the energy of the truth that is. So yes. part of faith is not being able to see something. Yes. But I have a feeling of it. I have an instinct of it. I, I access it through my heart. It's not here in the world of form yet. Yes. But, but I, I get inside it energetically. And then as I get into it energetically, I watch form recreate itself. Yes. There are things that we can do. And you know, you and I have talked in this um, podcast before about flowing energy, or if someone wants to sign up uh, on our mailing list, they can get your perfect day meditation, which is so good in terms of I'm going to go into the energy of the thing that I want to create, whether that is my career or my relationship. And I'm going to energetically create the world in my imagination, in my heart space in my vibration and then watch what form does exactly exactly so many of us make the mistake and and actually i think that the online dating world is so uh, a beautiful example of this where people will say on their profile what their form is and then they will attract other people who say i want that form but then what happens is you get together and the energy of what you hoped the exchange yeah. would be isn't present. Yes, the form is there, but the, 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 the connective energetic tissue between human beings is not there. It, it's almost interesting. It's like um, 
you know, if someone was going to say, here's the list of like the perfect person I want. They make this much money. They're this tall. They look like this. They uh, are a good father or this. And like, you might run into that person. You might meet that person and feel nothing, right? Because that's not really what you want. That's form. It's like an actor saying, I really want this job. I really want this. It's like, no, you don't. What you really want is the feeling of being juicy in your creative process. What you really want is the feeling of being recognized for your talent. What you really want is the feeling of diving deep into a story that you care so much about in a romantic partner. I, I remember, you know, I have a, a love that I've mentioned before on this podcast. And I remember the day that I met him, I went to the Sacre Coeur in Paris and I just lit a candle and I was just being so in gratitude for getting to be in Paris. I was in gratitude for being with my best friends teaching in Paris. I was in gratitude for what life had brought me through to that point. I had had some, some difficult moments leading up and I, I was able to release those doing this retreat that we were doing and, and, you know, doing some of this energetic work. And I was sitting in so much gratitude and I was so in love with life and so in love with getting to be Natalie Roy on the planet. And I was so thinking, what's the next thing that I want? And I thought to myself, I want the feeling of romance in my bones. I want to look at somebody and feel weak in my knees. I want to feel like when someone kisses me, my breath gets taken from my body. I want to feel that when I hold someone's hand, electricity shoots through my entire spine. I, I, and these are the things I was thinking about. And I was getting so like happy and activated and turned on. And then I like walked out and uh, my scarf flew away. And there was like this band playing and this handsome man handed me my scarf. And I, it was almost like, is it him? <laughs> and, but it was just kind of interesting because I was so in the flow of the energy of what it was I wanted that then we, you know, we took our, our Uber and we arrived at, at this place. And, and as soon as I saw who, who is now my love, uh, I saw him standing there. And the second I saw him, I knew. You knew. I knew the second and I've known ever since. But it, but it, it was the energetic turned into form, not the form. And then let's try to make the energy match up. It was I had to know in my bones, in my heart, viscerally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, exactly what it felt like, exactly what the juice of it was. It's like you can't um, explain to someone the meal unless you've tasted it, unless you've savored it. You can't just see what it looks like and explain to someone how good it tastes. Mm. You have to feel it in your bones, in your body, energetically. So the way that you you know, live into this abundant, lovable life is you prime yourself with the energy, with the formless of what it gives you, of what it activates in you, of what it feels like to be with you. And then you spend time with that energy inside yourself and with or without that romantic partner, with or without that acting job, you create that energy in your life every day. That's exactly so right. I can create that kind of romance in hugging my best friend or in looking in her eyes, I can create that. I can create a feeling in my body where it takes my breath away to see my best friend. I can create that. I can create that every day. So my job is just to identify exactly what it is 
that is the energy that that non that formless non-created yet thing and then i get to manifest it every day create it as reality in my day-to-day life and as my faith in it and my connection to it gets bigger then it will manifest in my life in bigger and bigger ways that is exactly right and one of the practices I love to do in my morning practice is start with gratitude. So I'm going through everything yesterday that I'm like, oh, this happened and that blew me away. And oh, I can't believe I get to work with these people and have these conversations and have this best friend, like everything that vibrationally raises me. And then as I go through my desire list for the day, ooh, what do I want to feel through my day? Yes. What are the interactions that I want to have? And I often go deep into energetic words and feel them in my body. Mm -hmm. And then in my meditation, I love to play this game of envisioning how I want to feel in every area of my life Mm. and letting myself experience that and let it wash over me in my romantic relationship, in my career, in my financial life, um, my body, letting all of that just wash over me, like creating this energetic bubble around me. Mm. I can get so high off that feeling. And then throughout the day, Finding the moments where I can revisit that feeling. Yes. Because it's we can do it in meditation and then we're gonna we're gonna walk outside and get on the subway and deal with life. And how often can we just start coming back to that energetic feeling? So if you get an email that like is triggering or you know, so something happens when you're moving through traffic, any of those things coming back to those energetic feelings because the only person who's in charge of your inner life is you. And if you take 100% responsibility for your inner life, then watch what starts to happen to form. Yes. And seeing everything as a gift and an opportunity. So when the form in your life shows up and it feels, oh, but I've been doing all this energy work and like, why is this thing showing up? That thing is showing up as an opportunity to say, are you going to stand for your inner life or are you going to stand for this thing? It's, it's, like, it's like saying, here's an opportunity to see what you stand for. And it's an opportunity to create the new chapter right here, right now. Now that opportunity can't get created without that stimulus and that contrast because otherwise you will fall back to old patterns. This is the opportunity to create a new pattern. And uh, I think it was uh, Susie Orman who said, um, you know, habits create destiny. And so whatever your habits are is creating your new life, is creating your destiny. So when these hard situations, when this contrast comes up, that's the opportunity to say, I'm standing for a new energy. And the new energy that hasn't been created yet, I have to stand for it before it's shown up. So the fact that this old thing is showing up is proof that I'm putting my money where my mouth is and my energy starting to change because now there's resistance coming up. Okay, I'm on the right track. Oh, my ego's getting scared. Oh, it's triggering me. This is good. I'm on the right track. I'm starting to make change. So our job is to hold to the truth of the heart, not the seemingly reality of form. Mic drop. I don't know if there's anything more to say about that. <laughs> I mean, I, I think we just did it. I think that's it. I think we did it. I hope we did it, listener. I hope we answered your third question. I mean, yeah. It I, feels I, juicy. That feels juicy and that feels good. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, we hit faith. We hit <laughs> bravery. bravery we chapters. hit new chapter in live energetic reality. I, I, I do want to say you can do this. You can recruit people in your life to be your advocates in this. You can you can do this all days and all ways. Yesterday, uh, my my director of my film and I were driving up to Vermont together in the car from New York, and I took out my notepad and we said, "Let's make our desire list for the week." Mm. And she she was like, "I've never done this before. What do we do? How do we do it?" And I said. Well, let's just say all the things that would be amazing if it happened this week. What if we won an award for our film? What if we were out having a martini looking fabulous and we met someone amazing out of the blue? What if, I was saying this to her, what if you met a very handsome man that you didn't expect this week? You know, like, so we were just saying out loud, like, what if this happened? What if this happened? What, you know, so instead of getting into the, we should do this, we should go to this place, we should schedule this meeting, we should meet this person, whatever. What if? And it's almost like you're planning for the potential miracles that could happen. So literally the car ride was, as you can imagine, the fastest car ride, the most fun. We were laughing. We were giddy. By the time we got here, it didn't matter. We'd been in the car for five hours. It didn't matter that we felt like we needed showers and we had to unpack and blah, blah, blah. We were so turned on and nothing had happened yet. We had a car ride and we stopped for gas. And we, do you know what I mean? Like all just life. It's reminds me. Do you remember we did a create called Turn Yourself On? And I oh, think we I actually did a, we actually did a podcast based on that create. I think we have a podcast called Turn Yourself On. I hope we do. I'm gonna listen to it if we yeah, do. Right. And it was about taking the responsibility to do exactly that work that you did in the car to say, yeah. Ooh, this is an energetic world that I'm living in, and I am going to find ways to turn myself on today yeah. in terms of thinking about what could be potential miracles, finding ways to fall in love all day long, that it is, just like Susie Orman said, it is a habit of thought to dip down into the negative and to stay there and to live in fear and live in non-action. And it's, and it's a habit of thought to look for the potential miracle, look for something to appreciate, look for the joy, look for the thing that makes you feel fantastic as you walk down the street. Yeah. We get to be those light centers and we can turn that light on. Yeah. It's amazing to know that power because often when we're in a transition or we're in change, the illusion is you don't have any power here, but the power of making a conscious choice, new thought, turn myself on, find joy, expect the miracle, and then just allow. Just, just allow. allow it. Allow and have faith that you have been heard and you are loved by the thing that heard you. And it is all for you. I don't have to believe even in gravity for it to be true. Gravity just is. And it's for me. It's to help keep my feet on this planet so I can do what I want to do. It's for me. It's supporting me and I don't have to ask for it. My lungs are breathing. I don't have to ask them to do it. I don't have to think about it. It's just happening for me because this universe is for me. My heart is beating and flowing fresh energy with every word I say right now. It's a gift. Every moment is a constant gift. And I don't have to do anything to earn it or deserve it. I just have to receive it and allow and have faith that if there's so much evidence that it's all working for me, let me have enough faith to not build roadblocks against what's true. 
Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, friends, we hope that you have the most beautiful week. Moment by moment, everything that the universe wants to give to you. Every single thing. And as Kristen mentioned before, if you come over to our website, thecreateseries.com, and you join our mailing list, you're going to get a couple of free presents from us. One is a free present on how to build your own morning practice. And one is a free present of a guided meditation called the Perfect Day Meditation. And this meditation primes you it's something you can do in the morning that primes you as Kristen was saying how she thinks about how perfect her day could go this is exactly what it's designed to do I think it's nine or ten minutes and you can just listen to it in the morning and this can get you really into the feeling place of of what you're hoping for and uh, there's all kinds of other good tidbits on our website we have free meditation we have meditations for sale for you we have our upcoming classes we have cute pictures of us it's lots of fun things that you want to check out uh beautiful well we can't wait to talk with you again next week thank you for being who you are on the planet and for, for creating from your heart we love you thank you so much for listening we love to feel like we have friends all over the world in you who are committed to doing their dream on the planet and if you liked this podcast and you want to find out more about what we're doing or who we are, our pop-up classes, our online classes, you can check all of that out at thecreateseries.com. And if you want to be part of our Facebook community, you can go to the Create Community page. That's C period R period E period A period T period E period community. And if you loved this podcast, why not share it with a friend? 